Hello and welcome to another spooky, spooky time fun town episode of Final Safe Point podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Mark. Yep. I mean, that's implying we've done other spooky episodes. It's this spooky. Is the first, this is our first like this... dip into the realm of the supernatural, if you will. <laughs> Maybe your first time dipping into the realm of supernatural. Oh no, I regularly dip it in the supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take that. For... <laughs> I mean, just build on that. Whatever you want. Such of us, right? What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, if they're the Witcher ones, there's a couple in the Witcher that just kind of, you know, I mean, they are. They don't. Seem to do anything that bad. I don't. I mean, they don't seem to kill. Do they kill in the Witcher? No. They're, they're, do you remember the what, one that, who kind of lives? They just like get blokes obsessed with him in the Witcher. Yeah. Right, if I remember rightly, there's one that lives in the wilderness and just men go and see her every now and then, and she seems to be all right with it. Isn't it? There's another one who lives in one of the towns. Yeah, that, yeah. That might be in the expansion. I don't. Isn't she doing more of like a like a, I don't know, like a sleep therapist or something like that or a oh, doctor I can't, or I can't remember exactly it's a long Doing time spells since I played it I can remember the two expansions more than I can remember the base game at this point I remember the one expansion that I played that was good yeah you know oh, you still not played Blood and Wine you no. might as well at this point you might as well wait until you get your PS5 and they bring out the PS5 patch that they're doing and then just play it even yeah. better than I played it on the That's Xbox One X I get tempted every now and then to pick it up on PC when it goes cheap Oh yeah, you could probably run it really well on never, PC I've right never, now. I've never bitten. I can't. It, it would be the third time that I've bought it, and the th- fourth time that I've played it. <laughs> so probably not. I, yeah, I've only ever bought it once, and I've only I've only had one playthrough. Like, I loaded my own. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got my main game that I completed. I uh, didn't do everything. I mean, I didn't do all the Gwen. I didn't do all the horse racing. I did not get all the question marks in um, Skelliger Islands because that's nah. ag. Yeah. Like, that was a bit um, much pushing it. Yeah, but um, yeah, then I took that save and took that on to do the two expansions as well. So yeah, I've never had another. Like, I don't know why it. I stopped. It's because I did it in one huge chunk, the whole game, and then the first DLC, and I was kind of like, got to wherever it is, blood and wine, and ugh, just rest for a bit. Yeah, I don't blame you. You've I never just went done, back. Like, a solid like eighty odd hours. Yeah, of something game like that. Before that. And I tried to push it and get a lot of stuff. Lots of question marks. I still didn't do all of the Skellige question marks. I didn't no, no. Just all the swimming and diving down to get them. It's difficult to play that game in any other way because <clears throat> I end up just playing for it the same every time because yeah. it just gravitates to certain decisions. Apart from a few key ones out of curiosity. Like the weird tree monster. I can't even remember that. Uh, the weird horse thing that's under a tree and you either can kill it or let it go. And if you let it go... Oh, is that the one that just like slaughters a village? Yeah, it's go? not the village. It's the um, the little the kids at Crookback Bog. Oh, like goes it. and kills them, I'm pretty sure, oh, if really? you let it go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or you can kill it, and it has some other repercussions down the line. Hmm. It's basically one not nice choice and another not nice choice. <laughs> I since found out. But, yeah, as, uh, as you say, it's uh, it's spooky season, the RPG season, so... It's so, so depressing driving, like looking around and seeing how many people have got decorations. Really? That's all like two. And like, even yeah, there, they're just like. We've never done Halloween massive in the UK. Well, there's um, like the road near where I live, there's it's, always a handful that. It's a, it's a thing the septics do, right? And people with too much money. Uh, maybe. I mean, I guess uh, people aren't having like parties or club nights. There's and definitely stuff like less. That this year. And you're obviously not going to have the whole. People knocking Do you reckon there's like groups of people sitting around a pub, like eating a dinner in fancy dress because that's the only way they could get out to have a party? This yes, <laughs> probably. As long as they serve a meal, we're all right. We can go. But doesn't if I, if you hire a hall out, 
you can have as many people as you want in there, right? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's still six. Is it still six? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But you still can't go to somebody else's house. But if I hire a haul out, I can have everyone six people together. Uh, I don't know. I don't, the, the rules are arcane at this point. This is know. what happens when you you don't delete the old ones. You just put new ones on top. Yeah, it's like as, as deep and arcane as the uh, runic <laughs> writings in the Necronomicon. <laughs> it's like if there was one building that the foundation was like Iron Age and then every subsequent floor has been the technological advancement. Yeah, but that's pretty much the UK legal system anyway, right? We've got laws <laughs> just, on the books that go back for, like, centuries, and it's like we've just... We've never replaced them. We've just chucked stuff on top that might happen to contradict it in other senses. It's very, very the weird. The old classic road plans. Never get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Ah, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't mind as a pedestrian. It always means there's a shortcut uh, I can take. There's places that are horrible to drive around. yeah. Don't, don't drive that's my solution <laughs> true true uh, so we have just literally watched the first episode of The Mandalorian Should which wasn't start? that scary but no okay. but it was really really good I mean it's scary how bad in quality the recent Star Wars offerings have been in comparison to technically a TV show uh, I mean like Rise of Skywalker's two years ago is that now? tentative it is a bit isn't it yeah but the first Mandalorian was like one year ago yeah, but that was really good. Yeah. So, I mean... That's what I mean. It's scary how much better it is than, like, a mainstream film offering. Yeah, but, I mean, it's... That's been the case for a while, right? With a lot of franchises. TV's been the prestige place to go to tell stories. Whereas cinema's just been to deliver spectacle for years. That's why the new Star Wars films, they're, they're too much spectacle over story. I mean, the prequels weren't even that bad, I don't think. I mean, that mess at the end of the last one where you've got people riding on top of Star oh, Destroyers that, and mate, camel, horse, horse things. I mean, yeah, I think that, that was a terrible use. I appreciated seeing those Banthers just chewing on the card, being farmed. Like, Did you the appreciate Raiders. the guy brushing his teeth? Yeah, the Tusker Raider brushing the Banthers' <laughs> teeth is brilliant. I want a pet Banther. <laughs> so, I thought you wanted a pet spiky dog. I do want my pet uh, Tuscan Raider dog right. as well. Then, if you've got the choice, what, what one I apologise to any Star Wars fans for not knowing what the Tuscan Raiders reptilian dog things are. Oh, they looked a bit like, um, what are they called from Borderlands? Skags. Skags. They look a bit like Skags. They do, but they, they seem like more fun. Yeah. yeah like proper dogs. <laughs> but maybe a Skag would act like that if you gave it half a chance. Yeah. And also, like I say, I want to I learn Tuscan Raider now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can do it. Okay, you can. You that might you might have just it's all said, about tone and inflection, <laughs> and a little bit about hand gestures. Yeah, yeah. But basic ones. Well, I mean, you know, I, I gesticulate wildly when I speak, anyway. So. True, this is true. But it was good, right? I really enjoyed it. Yes, it, it was, was highly enjoyable. It, I would say, like, it felt like a western film and a kaiju film mashed together. Yep, in with space. a little bit of of samurai sprinkled on top. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, sort of samurai film. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same as the other ones, right? I like how they're all just, a lot of them are just condensed mini films. It's in episodic. Themselves. It's like, I, I really appreciate episodic TV again with The Mandalorian. Well, it also fits with waiting for a week, like, this is the new trend, yeah. which, again, we've said before, I'm all for, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's, uh, because you can imagine shows more. how they're all their own condensed episode. If you watch one after the other, it's like kind of watching three or four films one after the other. You just sort of forget about the earlier ones, because just because of how it's made. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They only had eight episodes in the first series, right? At the Mandalorian, so I don't and think how, it was quite as forgetful. Are we having eight in this one? I assume so. I haven't looked into. I don't really I haven't really read much about the production at all. I don't know who's coming back. I mean, obviously, I presume um, 
big guy. Oh, we were trying to figure his name earlier, weren't we? Giancarlo Esposito. Is it? I think that's his name. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Oh. I can't search for him quickly because I don't know his name. Uh, let's do it for our own dip. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I was pretty good on that. Look. Yeah. <laughs> My pronunciation, though, yeah. probably not. So uh, if we're going to try and pronounce it properly, probably Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> I reckon. He's Chilean, right? Was that a Chilean accent? It's a Hispanic accent, I think. <laughs> or Latin. It's a Latin accent. Let's call it a Latin accent. It could be Spanish, it could be Portuguese, True. it could be South American. Yeah. I'm not trying to imitate one particular country to single them out. <laughs> stop, stop accusing me of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I assume he's going to be coming back in. Is um, Gina Carine, Carano Carino I, coming back in? I would hazard a guess, yes. She was in the recap, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. She was she an was important right, enough character, I yeah. I think and it's like you say one of the rare examples of having like a sort of hard female uh, character in a sci-fi who actually I believe can actually handle themselves mm. like it's yeah when you look at the sort of like five foot women taking down blokes in other sci-fis I watched my parents were watching which again we've said before we'll watch at some point but um, they were watching Terminator Dark Fate oh really yeah and the 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 John Connor replacement is just yeah like a five foot six girl yeah but you've got oh who's the the other woman in it. Oh, you've got a, a a woman who punches people for sure. Yeah, but she's actually looked the part. Well, yeah, right? she was proper. Way more, down, way like, more convincing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm supposed to buy that this other woman. And the funny thing is, you could say that okay, well, it's in the future, she'll look better. But there are there are cuts to the future of her being in charge, and it's it's just the same very small actress. And especially if you put it up against like this. Um, oh, what was her name? Saint Crooks, Saint Mackenzie. Oh, I can't remember her name to give. No, Mackenzie Crook is. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was something like that, though. Mackenzie Davis? Mackenzie Davis, maybe? I think. Is yeah. that a... See, no, it sounds like two surnames mashed together. Probably. Not a, not a real name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, you put up against her and Linda Hamilton, who are obviously quite... They've put a lot of work into working out for these films and actually, you know... Linda Hamilton just looked... I'd imagine she looks a bit old and gaunt yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I will watch the film at some point, but it's not, like, top of me list. I don't even think I want to watch it. I will. I just don't think I want to. And this is what I do in my life. I spend time doing things I don't want to do. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, imp- I, I was really impressed with The Mandalorian. I, again, I really loved the direction. A lot of, like, l- uh, dialogue landscape scenes or uh, even the bits where he's talking to the Tusk Raiders. There's no actual, like, real dialogue or uh, uh, subtitles. Yeah. It's quite good at that. It's done a lot of that. Yeah, it's implied. Yeah. Luckily, again, they use convenient little hand gestures. But yeah, I just mean it's, it's, it's a, sh- a TV show that doesn't feel the need to be Panda. as fast paced as a lot of shows these days. Yeah, true. It's like it's yeah, it, it kind of takes its time. It yeah, does, there's a lot of time scene setting and giving you landscape vista shots. It's got a great soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack was really good. Mm. I mean, especially obviously the opening music. Who does really it? Good. You know. It's not Williams, right? I don't think so. It might be. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, it's awesome and fits so well. I mean, yeah. this one episode had a couple of tracks just dotted around in the middle that were really good. I'm really impressed with uh, like CG as well. Yeah. And like you were saying, the usage of it. Like, I'm sure that gangster character at the start was a 
a someone in prosthetics, but then had a face, someone's, yeah, like, someone's CG face mapped onto it for well, the fact the that dialogue. we couldn't really decide. I think that uh, John Leguizamo was in it, and I'm wondering whether that was him. Oh, it was either him or I think the, the, the guy behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, one or the other. I'll look it up in a bit. Should have looked. I feel him, him, him playing a gangster character probably makes more sense. John um, Leguizamo. But yeah, all, all the prosthetics was great. The CG's got a really like high level production for television. Yeah, yeah. Had some old school Gamorians. Yes, yeah. Like, like, I haven't seen them actually for a able while. to do stuff now because prosthetics have come on. You, than... Using, I don't know, grav hammers? Kind of look like... They're axes, weren't they? Grav, grav axes? Grav axes, yeah. Oh, I don't like that word. Grav, yeah. grav, grav-ex. Gravix. Sounds like right some up sort, the Gravix. Sounds like an evil villain from a film, Gravix. Lord Gravix. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we both went different ways there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's what's good about it. It pulls all these various old school Star Wars like elements together into like a functional universe. Yeah, yeah. I've always loved shows that do that with the canon of the universe they exist in. The episodes are long enough as well to to like have a decent story in and of itself. Well, like, there's... I, there's a lot of points during that where you're waiting for it to go. Ah, oh, end. Next next time you'll find out what happens, but. It tells the whole thing. I didn't actually look at how long it was, but the first series had some really varied run yeah. times, if I remember rightly. You had episodes that were only half an hour long and then other episodes that were, yeah, over an hour. Yeah. You know, they, were just, they took whatever time well, they needed. The, telling the story is important. Mm. Runtime, not so much. Well, I mean, that makes sense on streaming, right? Yeah. If you haven't got to worry Especially about TV. Especially your own streaming thing. Well, not even um, that. I mean, well... Surely it gives them like utmost freedom. Well, yeah, I guess but most well, any, most TV shows that are exclusive to streaming platforms are made exclusively for those streaming platforms, right? Yeah, yeah. But I do believe I we don't have it over here, but I believe some of the streaming platforms still make you watch adverts in the US. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure the CBS one does that Star Trek's on over there. I'm not sure I'd be happy about paying a subscription and then watching. No, adverts. I would. We got rid of that with like once we replaced Sky and uh, <laughs> Virgin, right? I'm not happy about watching adverts. I mean, anyway, I don't mind Amazon. I don't mind Amazon giving me a quick teaser bumper of like one of their other programs. Amazon Prime, I think, is actually quite cheap considering what you get. Do you like the YouTube adverts that make you click an answer to a question before it shows you a video? I don't think I'm encountering any of them. Really? I get them all the time. I mainly use YouTube either on one of my mobile phones. Yeah, it's on the phone. Uh, it's on mobile. Really? Hmm. Okay, I've not encountered that. It's not an advert. It's like um, the majority of my like usage. A survey. The majority of my usage is on a smart TV, so you don't really okay. get any ads like that. It makes you answer a survey, and if I don't want to answer it, I still have to click like none of the above. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's bollocks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. No, none of that YouTube. What are you doing? <laughs> Hasn't that been making stupid decisions for a little while now? I don't know. I feel like they just make their decisions on the fly with no rhyme or reason. Yeah. It's just and then thing. shut down all customer service for yeah. anyone that wonders why. Things change for no good reason. I mean, I, I, I don't even use YouTube as a creator, so for them it must be even more rag. Yet, like, until I start putting the stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And then, then I'm sorry, and I love you. <laughs> I don't know, most people on YouTube slag off YouTube. Yeah, so of course think, they do. I think you're all right. Well... Slagging stuff off gets views. Mm. And that's what they want, ultimately. That's so all the, fuck everything. That's all they care about. <laughs> Clip that and put it on YouTube. Fuck everything. Yeah. That could be our official podcast mark. <laughs> but yeah, um, Timothy Oliphant was cool. I didn't know that was happening. I hadn't read about that. And I'm really not, like, spoil anything for myself this Same, season. Actually. I've not yeah. paid much attention to the uh, production information. I mean, I'm not on it enough with Star Wars to... 
I, I like had to look up a picture of, of Boba Fett's arm just to make sure that that was definitely I what he's it wearing. Was because of the colour scheme. But it was the so... colour scheme. Obviously, I can't tell. That, but it was the, the antenna on his helmet and the rocket thing. I was like, yeah. So this is, familiar. I assume now, the official canon of what happened to Boba Fett post-Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, probably. Because there was obviously existing expanded universe stuff about him escaping from the Sarlacc and that. But... I mean, it makes a lot more sense that he got out alive now that the Mandalorian has explained how durable their armour really is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was cool to say... I had to, like I say, we had to look up and make sure it was him. But yeah, Tom, Timothy Oliphant, I like seeing. He'll always be Bullock to me anyway from Deadwood, which is a sheriff in a Western, so it fits really well. Yeah, I can just imagine they've, that... They've he's... casted really, really well, these two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Some of the people they've got. And some of them are willing to just cape themselves in makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And be yeah. totally unrecognisable. Well, you Nick Nolte in the first series, weren't they? Uh, Clancy yeah. Brown, is that his name? Yes, yeah. Uh, in was, the prison one? I was watching an old episode of uh, Star Trek Enterprise the other day. I forgot he was in that. Clancy Brown is in so yeah, much. Yeah, a TV character actor, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he plays like, like some warlord on a desert planet. It's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as well. He plays like a Zindi reptilian. It's like you can't tell it's him in the episode. <laughs> so he's just completely caked in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah I, was all, I would say today Star Wars 1 because the third episode of Star Trek Discovery Series 3 came out and that was very meh. You lukewarm. It wasn't It wasn't awful, which is a step up from a lot of other Discovery episodes. I've been reviewing it and I've watched through both series again since, like, well, the first series I've watched twice and the second series i watched once and I'm in the middle of watching through it again. Both of the series, like I said, started well and then didn't stick the landing and the end ruined the rest because that's the nature of serialised television. Mm. Um, but yeah, so far Series 3 has had one really good episode and two meh episodes. That's not a good ratio. No, it's not. So, so far. Yeah. But it's also not enough to judge it, right? Don't you You have like the whole thing, I presume. I it's see, not episodic. Yeah, I assume it's 10 episodes. So. <clears throat> I mean... Oh, actually, the last series were more than 10 episodes, but both Picard and Lower Deck were 10 episodes, so maybe they're doing less now they've got more shows running. Uniformity. All 10. But yeah, so that's what I was saying. It's uh, it's weird that I would say, yeah, I'd rather go back and watch that Star Wars thing than a bit of Star Trek content. So that's how much the Mandalorian has improved Star Wars for me. I kind of expected it to be pretty good at least. Because I would still, wa- I would still watch the shoddiest Star Trek film like Final Frontier or Into Darkness over uh, the Last Jedi or Revenge of the Sith again. <laughs> no wait, which one was the last one? Uh, something about Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what you actually mean is the theft of the Skywalker family name by a completely unrelated party. <laughs> I reckon no. When she worked work that way. When she filmed that, she probably was a member of the Skywalker family. They just chopped and changed it so much that <laughs> it didn't work out that way. Yeah. But they put it in the film anyway. Well, what, uh, what a pile of trash. So, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful for the other um, like Disney Plus series that they're going to be doing. I think the most of the Marvel trailers look okay. The WandaVision one looked a lot more creative than I was yeah. expecting. Um, yeah. I don't think I've seen any of the others. Well, I watched... The, it's quite old now, the Winter Soldier one, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't even realise it was a trailer for that. Yeah, it's more like a teaser, but yeah, fine. Oh, I don't butchers of that. Looks fine. Uh, what other ones are there? I don't think there have been any others. I think it's just those two. I think. I might be wrong. I don't know. Okay. But they look okay. Well, They're I fine. mean, what else we got? We've got She-Hulk, right? Yeah. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, I believe. Yep. What else? Might be it for TV shows. Okay. I think. 
I, I, there, there might be other things like so they're not doing a Howard the Duck well they're not pushing the, <laughs> they should Howard the Duck would be a good TV show they probably would be if you handled it right yeah <clears throat> I don't think they're pushing them at the moment because production's all slowed right and they're all been delayed a bit or yeah yeah it's not a good idea I don't think I mean they're I bet some... they're well wound up that they literally just bought the X-Men at the end of last year and, and now then, they yeah, can't, can't produce any films properly I mean it, it means that they can really think about how they want to yeah, introduce it yeah. and they're you know, rumblings of it probably being in the next phase. Yeah, uh, it was one of the specific Ant Man, right? Okay. Or Ant Man's going to maybe introduce the Fantastic Four. I was reading. Okay, interesting. Uh, yes, yeah, Scott Lang was on a replacement Fantastic Four team at one point, right? So well, they're going to introduce Kang at some point. Okay. And apparently, that's in the new Ant Man film, which would make sense. Then bringing in the Fantastic Four into that bit, maybe. Yeah, know. and obviously Kang Kang's the old time traveller as yeah. well, so yeah, it yeah. could have all like timeline manipulation Haven't we to done retcon time in stuff. travel in the Avengers. Are we doing it again? Yeah. Just bringing Kang in Kanging. 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 But, have one, you been uh, to Kanging in China? No, Fantastic Four, Kang and Yes. Like <laughs> I say, um But does that mean if they're bringing Kang in to the Muni Oh mate. <laughs> saying the word Kang, it just kills me. <laughs> does bringing him into the universe mean you're gonna have to deal with time travel again? Um, well, he's a time traveller. It doesn't mean that any of the characters that we follow would have to time travel along with him. I don't think you'd be able to pull that off anyway without it feeling, oh, again, only this time we've got black suits so we can sell more toys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm more excited that adding a Fantastic Four to the MCU opens the potential for Doctor Doom. Because he's, he's Pro- a much proper, he's, proper yeah, Doctor Doom. He's a much better bad guy. Actual Doctor Doom. You could you could do an entire like film just about Doctor Doom to set him up. I think I'm would, sure I've read really somewhere well. that that's on the that's being thought about. Yeah, books. I want a books of Doom film based on the Ed Brubaker series. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I would just be fine with it if they made him into a character that wasn't awful, mm. like we've had multiple times. Well, I'd cast as well. Which who did it better? I think the guy from Nip Tuck did it better. I can't remember. And then you had Toby Kebble did it in the Fant Stick. I don't think I've like paid attention to either of them. We we watched the Fan Four Stick, yeah. and I don't remember barely any of it. Uh, he's the guy apart that... for apart from all the reshoots where the birds in a wig. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Which when we got like left on the planet, and when they went back there, he had like a, his mask was glued to his face, and he found a cloak somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he came back, and he was all like, I don't know, guess evil now, because film has to happen. Yeah, that was a bit weird that one, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of weird things about that film. Yeah. Yeah, less said about that, the better. Well, I don't know. It's an interesting case study into production mm. and how it can make something terrible. I'm surprised that they didn't uh, like push New Mutants onto streaming for Halloween, actually. Yeah. It uh, needs to be like a horror it's film. out soon, right? It's December, isn't it, I thought? On Disney+. Plus. I'll probably watch that. I'll definitely watch it, but... It's, I'm just you might not enjoy it. <laughs> I thought you watch it. What if it does that? It's just like awesome. And it's the best X Men film Fox ever made. Oh, this, is, this has all been a terrible mistake. Some people have seen it, haven't they? Really? Yeah, I think isn't it? Oh, I'm sure preview copies must have gone out the yeah, last two they times did. they were going to release it. The feedback's not good. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't really expect it to just blow everyone away. And oh my oh, god, I'm not a huge it. New Mutants fan. Even even the current series under like the Dawn of X line, I'm not particularly big on. No. No, it's uh, a bit too like self-aware, zany. No. I know nothing about it. Mm. Absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Jonathan Hickman wrote a few issues, and even his issues I didn't like, and I'm a big Hickman fan, so 
We'll see. I believe it's getting a new writer once the uh, Ten of Swords crossovers finish. So we'll see. And maybe that'll be. Well, actually, I doubt they'll try and make it in line with the film, but it's going to reboot all the X Men films now anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That'd but then pointless. they could theoretically be a little bit more ingrained into the comic book universe so they don't like stop printing things out of spite or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that we hope we had the whole attempt to replace them with the Inhumans for a while there, didn't we? <laughs> that worked out really well, right? Yeah, or didn't they? They cocked up the Inhumans TV show so badly <laughs> that they had to abandon the plan and then Marvel cancelled all the Inhumans <laughs> books. <laughs> so shall we move on to something more timely? Given given the time of the year it is, we've been doing. We've been Are doing we gonna show each other the pictures of Mohammed withdrawn? Uh, well, you're just gonna have to take the, my word that I, I've done it. Okay. But you can't see it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but I have done it. Have you done it upon your person? Yes, I brought it with me. Did you draw Mohammed on your ass? I brought it with me, but I put it in between two jet black pieces of paper, so you can't see it. Oh. But I brought it. I don't know whether you're. I don't know whether you're fighting the power or not. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't. I never know what I'm doing. I just sort of do things. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I drew it. I brought it. I didn't. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah. We've uh, we've both been participating in some quote unquote spooky games. Yeah, for just something a bit thematic. I tried. I tried to find some spooky games. I played through one that. I already knew was kind of spooky and one that was turned out not to be so spooky but still good I mean I play I played all of one which wasn't that spooky and then one that's kind of spooky and then uh, like 10 minutes of one that was just kind of like mm. I think our spooky spooky scales are opposite do you reckon I think so okay F- from that brief description I mean I, I played a bit of two of the games we've both played well, yes. in fact all three of the games we've both played well, technically, I've got a fourth one, but that's. Just... Do you want to talk about Man of Man of Midan first? The game where you attempt to help your Geordie mate Danielle find a new fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me why, <laughs> <laughs> or tell me I. <laughs> it goes so. Why are they not more like uh, narrative adventure games based around different regions of the UK? Ah, oh, because a lot of them are annoying, <laughs> including mine. So, yeah. um, yes, Man of Medan, the, or the Dark Pictures anthology. Yes, Man of Medan. Yeah, we forgot to mention actually the name of the yeah. Mandalorian episode. Oh, oh, what channel? Yeah, if it, channel <laughs> episode it nine, series or chapter. two, episode one, chapter nine, chapter nine. <laughs> Even though the actual episode had a name, I can't remember what it was. It was chapter nine something, and it had a name, so you yes. could have put that there. But the preview just says season two, episode one, chapter nine, which is great, which is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really disconcerting. But yes, yeah. so we're talking about the chapter one of the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan, by yes. uh, Super. Massive. Super massive. Super massive games. Yes. Not super giant. Super massive. Super giant or Hades. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I yeah. was getting them too confused. So do I. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I mean, I think it's fair to say that both of us were pretty big fans of Until Dawn. Yeah, I loved so, loved Until Dawn. Yeah, it's a great game. So, um, wasn't that, I remember ordering that game drunk. Because I saw it cheap on Amazon and didn't really know what it was about. And then I just, think I remember you ordering it as well. Yeah, and then just sitting there and playing it all on a Sunday and be like, "Yeah, this is this is really good." Yeah, it's, it's like, really fun. Well, out Telltale, Telltale. Nice, yeah, yeah. But didn't that come out at a time when I mean Telltale on a wane at that? Yeah, point. Like, for sure. I mean, they were on a wane for years before it all collapsed. That's a, such a shame. Hmm. Anyway, 
they opened the doors for other companies to try out yeah, the formula um, and do a pretty good job. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Until Dawn. And uh, it's been, what, about four or five years? Since it has. It's one of the few games that I got the Platinum for. Yeah, yeah. I think I've only got five or six Platinums, um, and that's one of them. I would say this is largely similar yeah. in terms of function. Yeah. It's in terms of gurning. It, it's even got some similar sort of um, gameplay elements, like the premonition paintings you can find and stuff. Yeah, like that. and the not framing, that I ever find they help. Framing it, device being based on somebody like a, a cryptic figure, like a librarian this time, as opposed to yeah, um, the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist in the first one, played by Pete Stormare. Yes, I think in the first one. I did you ever play the VR spin-off? No. The Impatient. Rush of Blood. Ah, I thought it was Rush there's of two, Blood. There's two VR spin-offs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, okay. you've got Rush of Blood, uh, which is the light gun. Oh, it's the in- Impatient set at the yeah, uh, and sanatorium. Yeah, the Impatient, which I believe is set at the sanatorium. Okay. I presume at the time the Wendigos like, first emerge, huh. after those miners have eaten each other. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Uh, I haven't looked into it. I know it exists, but I didn't get amazing reviews, I don't think. Well... What I liked about Until Dawn was it was kind of a... It was a little bit like Cabin in the Woods. Like, it yes, ticked a yeah. lot of cliche horror boxes, but did it... Well, that's what I said. I didn't think that Man of Dan way. was as deconstructionist. No. That was definitely to his detriment. I thought, probably. Although, it depends how you play it. Because I think you probably, like me, when you first played through it, you, you try and keep everyone alive and you're trying to make people make logical decisions and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It's a lot funnier when you just botch it on purpose <laughs> it's so funny because I've played it before a long time ago or when it first came out not that long but uh, I tried to blitz through it again to catch up for this didn't quite get there I got almost at the end okay but yeah my yeah I kept every character but one alive in my first playthrough and that's because I wasn't paying attention when a quick time event popped up right near the end yeah I but right near the beginning of, the ga- of this playthrough that happened a couple of times like I drifted off because I'm not oh shit I've got a press name. but then I thought well, I'm doing it on purpose yeah I'm just putting well, it down on purpose that's the thing if there's a long cutscene in a game I'll tend to kind of like put the pad down on my lap and just kind of relax my arms yeah that's the problem and then it suddenly comes in for a quick type of it I'm like ah trying to mash the button but just couldn't do it fast enough <laughs> But yeah, so it's obviously until dawn was more of the sort of teen slasher type. Well, it was weird because it, it seeked, didn't it? Halfway through, it started as like a twi- uh, teen. Different, didn't different characters have their own? Like one character was being stalked by the guy in the mask, and the other character was having that weird ghostly stuff going on in the cellar. So like each character was having their almost own genre experience. Um, yeah, kind of. And then it all came, but by but the end, like, everyone say, was just running away from like, monsters. Yeah, that was the thing. It kind of it was. Weird, actually, because it was almost the opposite plot structure, where Until Dawn started as like a teen slasher thing, where you thought that there was obviously going to be a human bad guy who was just killing off the teens for a laugh, and yeah. then monsters turned up, and it actually did prove to be supernatural with the Windigos. Yeah. Whereas this was the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Where it started as, oh, what's the, I thought it was going to be the classic, oh, the monster appears as whatever you fear set up. Mm. Um, like we've seen in things like the X-Files and uh, other stuff it. plenty of times. It, yeah. Um, but I, have no. to, I have to emphasise the T because otherwise I just go it 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 please no we cannot guarantee that uh, all T's will be pronounced on this podcast due to uh, no trust me mate when I listen to it back I just said mate yeah without due, saying mate due to our geographical upbringing deal yeah, with it sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to maybe work on it a bit but you know it will slip out Ah, that's alright that's what pop shields are for anyway they would never be able to hear the t- <laughs> no, but they can't put the T in when I don't say it you can fix it in post I'm just going to sit there with a the microphone at home and just go, t- yeah, just and edit in it after every time I miss it. Deal with it like they dealt with 
like fucking Henry Cavill's moustache. <laughs> Badly. Yeah, just botch it out. <laughs> botch it out. Um. So, yeah, um, yeah, so obviously NIST, you kind of think that it's going to be a supernatural creature that's on the boat, and then it turns out just to be some gas that's coming off some minerals that's tripping everyone out. Yep. And that's the game. It's you, a bit of a bait and switch. It is a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I definitely found that to be a bit of a... Huh. Mm. Huh. But I thought everything leading up to it was quite well done. Yeah, and they did Competent play enough. with the kind of psychological aspect a bit more, where there was bits earlier on when you first get onto the ship before you're tripping so much where you'll just kind of see something at the corner of your eyes. You go for a screen transition and yeah. kind of, you go back and look. I'm like, oh, what was that? Oh, there's nothing there now. What's yeah, going yeah. on? It's, uh, it's quite effective. Yeah, there's, and then there's a slowly, few all the, and stuff slowly well. more and more stuff starts happening with the dead bodies starting to come alive and then you all start really freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, the only real bad guys are like these, the pirates. <clears throat> and even they're more sort of anti-hero characters there's a few bits where they can kind of help you right at least I don't think I had many of them I mean there was a bit where uh, my recent playthrough Alex was pulled out of the water by one of them who was all like bubbly faced and going but obviously that's him hallucinating and when when I was thinking about it I was like okay so he just basically tried to save me I was drowning reached in the water and lifted him out okay the only reason you end up fighting with him is because you think he's a monster yeah okay I don't think I, I don't think I got that bit yeah, Who there's that a, Alex. Alex, yeah. Which I had an entirely different Alex playthrough. Alex is the kid brother, right? No, Alex is the main guy the older brother. with Julie. Okay. Don't, don't and Brad is. is the guy, the younger brother. Okay, and then Conrad is... Conrad, yeah. Yeah, the other bloke. And Fliss, is it Fliss boat yeah. captain? I was, I was playing Conrad this time to be some such a scumbag. And do you know what? It worked. Really? Yep. <laughs> I was just about to bone Fliss on that boat until the pirates turned up. I, li- oh, okay. I answered every question as gross and creepily as I could. <laughs> it worked. I even got an achievement for it that I didn't get last time. I don't, yeah, well done. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it worked. I ex- I fully expected her to like punch him in the face or something. Might, might be one of my you know top video game babes of uh, 2020. Who, Fliss? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> let's go full on 90s with this, the kind of stuff you'd find in a 90s gaming mag. <laughs> <laughs> She pulls some faces, though. But, I mean, all those characters I've played, they're just motion-captured real people, and I've looked up the real woman that plays her. Yeah. I bet <laughs> she's, she lo- al- she's also attractive. I bet she doesn't gurn as much as her in-game character. Well, I haven't, looked, I haven't looked up any videos. Of- <laughs> I, just, I, know, I noticed it a lot more, just in the background, just people pulling funny faces. It happened in Until Dawn 2. The blonde guy with glasses, there was a few points where... It hung the camera hung a bit too much on his face, and it, uh, it was just a sta- like a default face stance where his bottom like lip drops and showed his teeth. Oh so uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what you mean. That's probably you get with the old uncanny valley. Yeah, thing, exactly. Right? If it's not a uh, yeah, yeah. It's not kind of making those subtle little like movements and stuff that a human would make when it's hmm. they're not when when, it, when they're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you um. So you you finish the game and. Everyone alive? No, I lost Conrad at the very end. He gets. <gasps> did, did you have the scene at the end where you kind of. Um, where you blow up. You open one of the doors on the boat and try and flood it, and then you close another. Right, this is where I get a bit muddy, because where I've played for it yesterday, I didn't quite get to the end. Right. Okay. And I'm a bit muddy about what actually happened at the end, but I can tell you that Conrad wasn't there at all, because I sent him away when the pirates first boarded. Oh, okay, so he took. He went boat. to find help. He took the boat and yeah, went to find Yeah, see, I, I didn't do that. I told him to attack the pirates. Didn't help. I tried to get him to attack the pirates, and he got beaten up for it. I thought he was going to get killed. Okay. But he got beaten up for it. Yeah. It's not good enough. 
Um, yeah, so he was, but he got crushed under the bulkhead that you drop. All right. Okay. Uh, to kill the main pirate. Right. I can't even remember if I did that. You, you, I say you might have had a different end, a different part of the ship or something, depending on what you've done. I remember or... that when the game was ended, ended after everyone had left the the boat, Conrad came back on his own. Okay. Now, what I specifically remember is him turning up on a boat with guns on the front. I'm thinking it's like Coast Guard or Army. And he jumps off the boat alone and goes running into the big derelict in the middle of the sea on his own. Okay. Why are, why are there guns on the front of your boat? And why is no one going in with you? Why not take one with you? It just that whole bit was really confusing. And he went in and, and the implication was he's going to go in and probably have a bad time. Yeah. Everyone else has already gone. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get any post-game, uh, uh, post-credit scenes like that. I don't think. But this time was a case of just trying to get everyone killed, and it's harder than you think. But I lost uh, Brad and Fliss in about five minutes of each other. Fliss drowned. Well, Brad watched her. Did, oh, did you have what, that bit? Gets trapped under the. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have to smash the hinge. Off. I just didn't. I just didn't. I knew what I had to do. I was like, well, obviously, I've got to go and get that broken bit of metal over there and, and do the hinging. I was like, just no, I'm just going to watch. Just gonna watch, watch the die. And then Brad, he was like climbing out of up a ladder and you have to press a quick time event. I just left it and two or three quick time events come up and just out of nowhere, he just fell to his death. <laughs> just out of nowhere, he just hit the floor and dead. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, I, I never went back to doing the Until Dawn run that you did, where you see you just that is put the funniest thing. And just let everyone. Die. It's the funniest. It's like Benny Hill watching that. Ah, oh, can't remember one of his names. The guy that went to go and save the cheerleader type woman. Oh, yeah, I know. I in can't his vest, it, no, Mike. I think his name might have been Mike. Mike. Oh, he's running through the forest after, and you just put the controller down. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I didn't recognise as many of the actors in this one, and didn't have uh, old Rami Malek this time. He didn't. He wasn't. He was all right. Everyone yeah, he's, was he's big time now, playing old Freddie Mercury. So. Everyone was fine yeah, in their yeah, roles in this. They did, did a decent enough job, I think. I, I really want to go back and finish it though, because I want I want everybody to die. Because like, it was shorter than Until Dawn, I might go and do another playthrough. Yeah, it's ain't different. I'd say it was worth. Because that was it. the thing with Until Dawn. Because Until Dawn was probably what about ten hours, twelve hours, maybe. I still I think you can get through it a lot quicker. If you want to, I can't remember exactly how long it took. Yeah, me to, to be fair, if you don't wander and explore every scene, and, there's a lot uh, of like to- totems to find, and if you don't worry about any of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I was I was exploring quite a bit playing for um, Man of Medan. It looks nice. It's it nice looked, to explore. Yeah. Just looking around looks amazing. It looks really nice on the Xbox uh, Xbox One X. I mean, it's tight. There's obviously there's a new game coming out in in the series, which yes. hopefully we'll be able to talk about next time because I'm going to get it. Probably today, tomorrow, something like that. I'll play for it soon. Okay, yeah, but, I am intrigued by that. So. Oh yeah, I enjoyed Man of Medan enough, and it's less money than Until Dawn. Was. Oh, what is it like twenty five yeah, quid again? Twenty five. Yeah, that's not bad for the length of game you get. And no, like you say the replayability, you're trying to go through and do different things. I am so much happier with someone coming up to me and going, "Look, this isn't as long as a regular game, but it's less money." Fine, yeah. brilliant. What? So I pay that amount on the label, and that's it. Good. I can make a decision. You know, rather than, oh, is this going to be one of those spend 60 quid and get like six hours of a campaign out of it or something? Yeah. And I'd say in terms of the two like kinds of games, those kind of games that I've played this year, this was definitely my preferred one over Tell Me Why. I don't like Mondays. Yeah. 
I never played that. I tried, I think, and I just, yeah, no. It was all right. I mean, I didn't mind it. It was interesting enough, but uh, that was, again, that was that was similar in that the plot kind of turned out to be a damp squib when you think that there's going to be something supernatural going on. Well, there's definitely something supernatural going on because the bloody twins have telepathy that they can talk using. Then, yeah, surely they've yeah, got like, you, superpowers. You assume that that's going to be explained or, you know, actually... You know, something supernatural is going to come in about their origin and what happened to their mum. And in the end, it's just like, nah, she just, she just went a bit potty. <laughs> <laughs> Killed herself. It's like, oh, well, that's bleak and depressing. Cheers, game. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's realistic, but... <laughs> but yeah, I did... Um, I tried to find another game uh, recently in the Steam sale. I got Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, I believe Cthulhu. It's one of the three of those things, and I don't know which. Cthulhu, yeah, Cthulhu, I believe. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Okay, I got the the more recent Call of Cthulhu for like eight pound or something. Which we then realised that I had got given on, on game gold a while gold ago. Yeah. At some point, yeah, I remember getting it, and I wanted to play it, and I never got the chance to. And now, well, I didn't have the chance to. I never had the time to. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm I'm such a sucker for a mystery game with like a narrative game with little other mechanics thrown in. Like um, the Sherlock Holmes game, do you remember the one we got for PS Plus? Uh, was I like believe an I played that on Games with Gold as well. Um, that was... Not The Devil's Daughter, the one Crimes before Crimes and Punishment? It. Crimes and Punishment. Yeah. That was a great game because that was like an adventure game that every now and then give you different mechanics and gameplay things to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that as well. So <laughs> I, I found the same with this. It's not very good. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I got it for free. So. Then go. Yeah. yeah. It's sitting, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's, sitting on, it's sitting on my Xbox game library, which will now follow me for every Xbox. So <laughs> one day, I'll have it, it, I'm a bit worried about that, right? Because... Obviously now with Microsoft confirming that games are now just going to obviously track through every generation and you'll just be able to play stuff back catalogue-wise. Um, my, my Xbox library may eventually become like my Steam library. <laughs> wow. Just end up with hundreds of games in there that I never get around to playing. Oh, 342. Really? That's how much I've got. Oh, I don't even know how many Steam games I've got. At the yeah, 342. Bloody. And then like 300 and something PS place I don't like thinking about it I don't like thinking <laughs> yeah, about it yeah but the Playstation ones I mean, a lot of a lot them are, are going to be plus. for PS Plus right not all of uh, yeah actually I don't think you can like chop that out as a, you can filter you can filter mm. where it has the plus games and stuff you've bought yeah and just the plus games but I don't think it, you, can you can show it just, just the stuff purchase, you've bought yeah, yeah but um, yeah I found it pleasantly surprising it was definitely worth the £8 I paid for it um, so I, it strikes me as the sort of game that didn't look great when it came out, and it still kind of looks a bit. It's got that that uh, double A feel, you know, like the facial. Well, it's focus catch-ups. Home Interactive, isn't it? it is, and they... I can't remember the developer. Oh. I did, I, I did have it, but it's something got... monkey, mm. something ape. Mm, not sure, not sure. I could just look it up. Every time I try and do that, I take far too long. Yeah, but um, yeah, the. It look the atmosphere is there for sure, and the lighting is really really good. And some of the vistas, like the backgrounds and the buildings and the architecture, great. The faces, the faces are less great. They're kind of hilarious to to look I at. I don't think they're that bad. In call, oh, I I think they're. It's not with everyone. They're not amazing. It. Uh, it was cyanide and cyanide. That's it. The developers. Yeah. But I was going to chop together a little bit of footage of just people Pac-Man in their way through conversations. Some people, it's worse than others. But there are a few people. There was the policeman who was guarding the warehouse in the dock town. And he was he was just Pac-Man 
he was just Pac-Man for that whole conversation. Uh, okay. And I found it really funny. <laughs> and there's a couple of characters like that as well. I, I haven't really... I don't know if I've been paying much attention enough to uh, notice it. But uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think yes. it looks really nice, the Xbox One X version, but it has got some pretty bad motion Yeah, you were blur, saying. Um, which isn't too bad, because most of the time the game is slow-paced enough that yeah, exactly. you're not like looking around too fast, but occasionally you'll kind of do a full 180 and you'll kind of see how much the wall blurs and then feel a bit sick. So <laughs> <laughs> how bad it's got. Well, and it's a shame, because usually on the enhanced console version on games, you get the option to turn off the motion blur. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I always turn off motion blur if it's an option. It's one of those things I just don't really like. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get like that will become more of a standard on the new gen. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, I um I played play through the whole thing, and apart from yeah, funny old lip syncing, I really enjoyed it. The lip syncing's not great, but the voice acting I thought was really surprisingly quite good. Yes, yeah, so I've made it to the uh, sanatorium so far. The sanatorium. Island, oh yes. Where yeah, after you get like caught in the caves and then you. Well, one up. thing I, I I don't know if you mind. I'm gonna, I've got a couple of story bits to talk about. I mean, it's, it's Lovecraft. I assume I know what the end of you either probably. Cthulhu rises but, um, or he doesn't, right? <laughs> probably. But uh, the, one of my slight drawbacks in it is once you've it's worn off at going to new places, it. it you go back to old places quite okay. a lot. There's only sort of three or four different places, and you kind of bounce around, and it's different every time. And it does make sense narratively, but I would have liked to have seen. Some. I do kind of expect that from that kind of game. In yeah, some, in some but respects. By the, the end of it, that, it wasn't that Sherlock Holmes didn't that add uh, like a fresh kind of area for every yeah. place, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't mind it in that. The, the more I played, the more it was like a nice familiarity. It was like the game's area that you become. I wasn't expecting it to be as much of an RPG as it is. Yeah, it's very. Gotta... It captures the, what I assume is the feel of the tabletop system. It's based on really well. Or being a detective. Yeah, yeah. With the whole like progression system and skill points and stuff, I quite like it. Although I didn't put many any points into my um, occult or medicine. At you the don't. Start. You don't. You can the... at the start, can't you? Can you? I think you can boost them at the start. Oh, I um, didn't know. But so. yeah, I didn't know that. Obviously, then you couldn't boost them unless you found stuff after that. Oh, by the end of the game, my occult was pretty high. Oof. Okay. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> medicine's like gone up one level already. So. There's there's bits in the game. I don't know if you found it yet. Where you you see a book on the floor. And it's like you found the booze, and it says drink or don't drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that with the book. It's like read or don't read. Oh, okay. So I read it once, I and then every it's... time I found one, I was like, well, I've got to read them all now. And every time you do it, a little icon, like an occult icon pops up. Is that up. like the Necronomicon, then? Or... Uh, they're, no, they're um, be- Bestius Machinus or something. It's basically a bestiary of all of the uh, various creatures from the right mythology. Right no, okay. The Necronomicon is in it. Okay. All of these things are in it. And yeah. it got to a point in the game where it was like, well, I've already kind of done a bad thing and read a lot of these books and I've seen some stuff because you see stuff and it affects your sanity. Like it perfect, it permanently goes on that list of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And may affect you. Know, I was like, I'm kind of leaning into that accidentally. So I was like, oh, jump in feet first and read everything. <laughs> and I said, every time I had an option, the further you go in the game doing that, later on you start getting options that are just gibberish. In the dialogue, like it's the occult icon, it's just like fo- like utterly otherworldly oh, writing. It's the um, right, Religion, uh, maybe wherever he comes from, Cthulhu, yeah. the alien city. Yeah. It's like some of the stuff is that, so I just every time it was that, I answered it that. <laughs> and it was like, you've got to have a certain sanity level. So I did notice there was an achievement for picky, it says choose every answer in that language. I th- oh, did I do that? Maybe I got a few achievements at the end, but. I mean, the game's called Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. So I'm going to call him if I can. <laughs> and it got to the point, yeah, where I was playing it. And I was like, well, now I'm not helping anyone. I've got, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my goal. 
I'm going to screw everything up, end the world, bring about some otherworldly deity. Why not? If it's an option. And it was. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was saying earlier, I don't know much... Well... Everything I know about the Lovecraft kind of canon is stuff that I've absorbed from other things doing Lovecraft references or parodies or same. whatever. Or other games in the same vein, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I, mean, I know that a lot of it's kind of... It's, I assume it's all in the public domain these days, this stuff, because it's from quite a long maybe. time ago now. I mean, I know Adam Moore's dipped into it loads for his comics. Did you get to any stealth sections? Yeah, the bit in the asylum is, isn't I it? I can't stand the stuff, I think they're really bad. No, I, I, that's where I actually stopped playing it, because last night I uh, was doing that, and then I got caught by the guards. And I was Push like, for oh. it, because after that, there's not really any more really annoying bits like that. Okay. But I hate a stealth system that does nothing to tell you if you're hidden or, or invisible. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I'm, I'm hiding behind like a bench or something. I don't know if the game thinks I'm he can see me or not. Because yeah. I can see him through like a crack in the bench. I'm sure. I swear it's a bit glitchy as well. Because I'm sure some guy was seeing me through a wall. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's it a, seems a bit tacked on. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a stealth section at the best of times. It was times, almost but... like they wanted to have the asylum level, and then it was like, right, but if you just walk through, it's there's not going to be any kind of real challenge to it. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. we've got to put guards in, and it's like. Yeah, that's my big drawback. But yeah, I, I am going to go back to it because I do want to. I will actually want to finish it. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I was expecting to. I recommend it and push, push to get like a good ending, you know. Do what your character was put there to do. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> don't just... Don't end the world. Well, we'll see. It was fucking Cthulhu satisfying, might, though. Cthulhu may make me a more tempting offer than the uh, the, the <laughs> woman's dad did. So, yeah. Yeah, he made, he's pretty convincing. Yeah. But I would like more... Kind of, I would probably play a straight-up, like, noir detective game. Yeah, for sure. Using that kind of like RPG system. Yeah. Something 100%. like that, cross with LA Noir. Well, playing that and then Man of Medan recently makes me realise how much I enjoy a condensed narrative game. Yes. That I can play and it, I know it's going to be gone. With, I'm not 40, 30 hours into it. It's going to yeah. be gone. And I think that's kind of like, what again, like I said, with Tell Me Why. It's like I wasn't, it wasn't amazing, but I don't regret having played it because it was what, about nine hours of my time and yeah. it just, I got a pretty nice, decent, condensed, well-written story out of it. Yeah. So that's the thing about those games. You always get a lot better voice acting and writing than you do in a lot of other games. And then this uh, Call of Cthulhu's got the added bonus of sort of making it feel like your own personal experience. Yeah. Like yeah. how you answer stuff and how you assign the character points. Yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't think it would be as good as it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, Focus Home Interactive, they've got quite a good track record. With... I Didn't they do another Lovecraftian sort of horror film? Is that Sinking City? Yes. Yeah, that was a bit broken, wasn't it, from what I read? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I might I might grab it at some point. Yeah, it might be worth a look. Get um, it for dirt cheap. I don't, know if it's, they've, I don't know if that's cyanide as well, but I mean, all the stuff that I've played from them, I mean... The Surge is okay. I'm not massive on Soulsborne, so I didn't get that far through either of them, but you can definitely tell they're quite solid games. Yeah, I didn't really get into yeah. those. Um, what else? Um, Vampire? I didn't finish that, but it was a very interesting game. I've got to start it, really. I've tried. Mm. I've sort of done the opening three or four times, but never persevered. Well, I, the, I played it when it game. was on Xbox Game Pass, so now it's left, but it, we've since got given it free on PlayStation, didn't we? We so, have. Yeah, on PS Plus. So but I own it on disc, I think. I love Plague Tale. Did you ever finish that? No. Yeah, Plague Tale. Do you know what really did good. me in with Plague Tale? 
some of the stealth, although it's a lot, lot better implemented. Oh yeah, I didn't mind the stealth in Plague Tale at all. I didn't mind it. I had just one bit that was getting on my nerves, and it also made more sense because you were like playing as kids. Hmm. It's like obviously, it's, I kind of feel like in um, when I'm in that asylum and like one guard's coming to get me. He's like, I've seen this guy in cutscenes. Pretty big, like <laughs> yeah. you know, chunky dude. Surely he could just spark this geezer out. Yeah, like, or just pick up a weapon or something. Or, yeah, it's like, these are not security guards. Boys, yeah, they're orderlies. Yeah, I was like, why, why don't I have a strength stat if I can't just punch this geezer out? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's a wuss he didn't even put any points into strength <laughs> I figure with a game like that you've got to kind of nominate one or two skills to never touch otherwise yeah, you waste your points yeah I put all mine into uh, like eloquence first I would say inve- psychology. investigation and psychology okay. come up a lot and yeah. eloquence does as well to be fair yeah um, but yeah yeah. good yeah. if you haven't and you have money and it goes on sale get Call of Cthulhu it's a nice little romp yeah or you might have already have it free from somewhere like I did. So yeah, go back and play it. Go and have a look for all your libraries. It's Halloween. It's got, oh, That's another thing I'll say as well. It wasn't really scary. There was no point that even really approached being scary. Yeah, so far where I've got to, there hasn't really been much tension. And the only reason... A little bit, a little bit when you're like sneaking through the caves and they're doing the uh, ritual, but it's more tension than yeah, scare. Yeah, agreed, like, yeah. I don't, I, is they different things? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like if you play... Uh, because I would argue that like Man of Medan is trying to be more of a horror. Than... I don't know. I thought Man of Medan was trying to be more of like a psychological like thing as well, more kind of making you uneasy than completely. The whole kind of visual thing. There's not really a lot in Call of Cthulhu outside of the odd image of a person who's a bit malformed or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. See, but because uh, the original uh, it was called like Call of Cthulhu: Dark Corners of the Earth, it was a lot more like Eternal Darkness. Or amnesia. Okay, I mean, it's there's, like, there's quite a lot of, like gore and stuff. Like when you there's some in... gore, yeah. I no, think I'm you... so desensitised to that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? to be fair, especially with games. <laughs> someone mentioned the other day. You know how they have like these videos where you show a video game to someone who doesn't play video games. Yes. And it was an old clip, and it was a Dead Space Two, okay. the beginning bit where you're strapped to the bed, and a guy comes up, and he's like, "Oh, you're all right," and then he gets like violently turned into a necromorph in front of you and the person watching it was like mortified they were like what is this how can you watch this oh my god and i was thinking i mean, really? I mean i've I, seen worse i'm not being funny but films have done worse than that sound like the thing it's all i think it's more that like if you're doing it in a film like the thing you don't just see it square in your face transform from start to finish it's like what about american werewolf Again, clever camera angles and different props and stuff, and it's you know it's a lot more artistic. Yeah, but you do see that is tra- you see the whole transition. That is excellent. Yeah, that is like one of the greatest scenes in in any horror film ever. But um, yes, play it or don't. I don't mind. Yeah, we're not your boss. Well, I am. <laughs> no, I am. You're, you're the boss, and you're on furlough. Right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So talking about, talking about unease. I also played another horror franchise that's been going for a long time but I've never bothered with before purely because it went on to Game Pass, which is uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's series, which I don't, I don't know what all the hype is about. What's, what, what, is, what is it with these games? <laughs> it's so funny that like, the first Five Nights at Freddy's and the mad popularity it had is like, it feels so so long ago. Well, I noticed it's 2015 is the start of the copyright, and it's 2015 to 2019, so I assume it's about 2015. It feels a lot, long time ago. It feels like sort of an older era where, like, you know, streaming was becoming much more prominent. Yeah, I was going to say that was like the early kind of uh, stream, big stream hit, right? And that and Amnesia was a big 
Yeah, any kind of jump square sort of things. Jump square. Jump square. Jump square. We should yeah. that we should fucking rename our podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That's not great. Jump square. <laughs> no, <laughs> because who uses square as jump? That's like sacrilegious. But yeah, I, I wasn't particularly impressed. I mean, I, was, I just felt like I was watching a bunch. It's <laughs> a load of static images. It's sort of I weird. think the thing is, there's not really a lot there to to have any kind of opinion on whatsoever. No, I mean, it's not. It didn't seem much more of a step up from a flash game. Really. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they. They're creatively made for for absolutely no money, and you got it for free as Game Pass. That is true. These games no, are. No, like, I mean, technically, it's a small percentage of my subscription true. fee, which you know I, I don't mean. pay because I just. But even if you buy it, <laughs> even if you buy it, they they're like a few quid each, brand new out the gate. Okay. Like a five pound five pound each or less. Oh, no offer, no anything. That's the RRP. You know, you can't really argue with that. Yeah, no, it's so true. Something if you, about if you, that, you like, enjoy that kind of thing. On these Steam wallets, sometimes from an old purchase, you might just have that. But um, they get more creative later on, for sure. Okay. They're never, for me, good. Yeah, I don't maybe I'll have a, maybe I'll have a look at like four, then just jump straight ahead to see what new features it's got. Four's a good one to do, actually. Okay. Four's probably one of the better ones. Oh yeah, well, I'll go and have a look at the later one then. I think yeah. it's one to four we got. They all follow the. It's like six or something, isn't it? On PC or more. So you got one, two, three, and four. Then you got sister location. I don't know if there's been a six, and I may be missing one out. Okay. But I'm not sure. But there's been the weird RPG as well. Yeah, it's uh, wasn't it just P- like... Pizza- pro- no, do you know what? There was a six. It was um, Pizzeria Simulator, and Five Nights at Freddy's 6 was hidden inside Pizzeria Simulator. Really? Pretty sure, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was all weird, meta, and crazy. That's interesting. It is interesting, and that game looked pretty good as well. Okay, yeah. After He definitely gets better at... Because this one guy that does it, if I'm not mistaken, like um, one guy you, does the whole thing. Maybe you might have more of a team now, but yeah, maybe now, the yeah. early ones were. Right? But he's really good at the art, like the eye-catching art. I don't think it would have been as big as it was if it didn't have such kind of characters that you can... Uh, you see a picture of it, you're like, okay, that's the Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, uh, you can't people, knock people the, being uh, weird how valuable with... or recognise, like, recognisable art style and characters the, are. The, the people in their fan art have done a bit of that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, they, they do their thing, that's fine, I don't really that's care. That's what some, some guy I follow on uh, YouTube, he's always said that uh, basically you know when your uh, character's made it as like a creator when people start drawing fan art on yeah, them. Yeah, and there was a huge, huge amount of fan art for that game. Definitely some in the weird, weirder realms, for There's, sure. Yeah, but that's because I've of the, seen some that's really the, weird it's things. It's the internet, Ben. You rule 34 <laughs> means what it says. Like... <laughs> But you know, you're not hurting anyone. Whatever, it's mm. fine. Yeah, it's odd, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you, mate? You do you. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. It's there's you're not. No matter what one you play, you're not going to find much more. Yeah. You might just find a little bit more polish. Come on, Microsoft, do better with your Game Pass games. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe only you know if only if you're only charging me a fiver then. <laughs> I don't really care that much. No, I mean, they are what they are. It's, uh... I've got the one on Quest that I've never really played. Okay. Do yeah, that know. might be a bit creepier being in VR. It was. I didn't... I, I, by not really played, I played it for about five minutes and was like, well, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. This is unpleasant. <laughs> it's horrible. Did Imagine you... playing that game 360. Mm. That's what... The, that's the narrative of, of the VR game is you're replaying the games okay. in VR. Okay. It's again quite meta, but yeah, imagine the first game just. Fuck, what was that noise like? There. 
don't like yeah, it. Yeah, we'd like the bi-ornal sound. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that on PSVR? Yeah, yeah. Okay. believe so. Uh, it might be worth a look at some point. It's definitely a game. Do you know, like yeah. a, a, a game as opposed to, yeah, like you say, playing with FMVs. Okay. <laughs> which is effectively what I think this one is. Um, But yeah, so I don't really have much more to say about Five Nights at Freddy's. No. Well, I mean, you want to know what the scariest thing this week is? The scariest thing in terms of gaming with, for me. Hit, hit me. Is I'm quite enjoying a free-to-play gacha RPG, which was developed in China. <laughs> this is scary. Yeah, it's that uh, Genshin, Genshin Impact. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really scared. Do you need a moment what? to compose yourself? What? Oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll live. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not it's not new news or anything. It's people have been raving about it for a few weeks now. Like yep. uh, when it obviously came out in the US, but it's only just well, it's been available on mobile phones in the UK for. Uh, and what's it called again? Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Okay. Mm. It's been out on mobile phones for a few weeks in the UK, but it just dropped on PlayStation the other day. Okay. And it's just a weird old game. It's <laughs> incredibly competent and well made for a free to play game. Um, it's, it's not like an MMO, it's an actual single-player RPG. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I gave you the wrong impression yet. Is there any... Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realise it. Is there any uh, interplayer... I think there might be some form of multiplayer that you can do at some point. I've not so is it, it yet. more like... What was that really weird one that was like a Souls-like with like the Grim Reaper being a weirdo? Oh, and, I know the one you mean. Um, and your base was in like a subway station or something. It was... was which, was it? It was Suda or Swery. Yeah, it was one of them. So yeah, yeah, Suda, I think it was. But is it along those lines where it's like a free to play? No, because that was more of like a sort of I don't know. That was like dungeon a, a crawly souls like. Yeah, souls like beat yeah. him up. This is like Breath of the Wild. Huh. It's like someone took Breath of the Wild and put a proper RPG in it. Right. Okay. It's like it it the, it feels a bit like Breath of the Wild to run around and play. Yeah. Um, but the art style looks like a Tales game, and the way you your party works and the elemental stuff works and uh, how you get new characters via the gacha system feels a bit like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Right. Um, That's a diverse mix of influences. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it plays a bit like, say, action RPG, like a Zelda. You've got a big open world to run around, obviously, like, enemy encampments to take out, and chests and stuff to find, uh, uh, these little shrines you find that give you, like, uh, little challenges to do and stuff. Um, that's kind of... But you instead of just having one character, you have a party of four characters that you flick between on a D-pad. Right. Um, and each of those characters will have... Um, a uh, elemental power. So at the moment, I've got like, my main guy. The main character's got like wind. Um, I've got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got another girl who's got like <laughs> another girl who's got like a fire bow and arrow. A um, bloke who's got like uh, ice powers, and a woman that's got um, electricity powers, like on her sword. And uh, yeah, so basically, you can flick between them in combat depending on who you're fighting and what their weakness is. Oh, right. But you can also then combine powers as well. So you can play as like the um, guy with the ice powers to kind of like make uh, the enemies wet and then flick to the woman with the uh, electricity powers and then use the electricity to conduct uh, the water to conduct electricity through them. So you obviously start, you know, work on flip between characters to do um, elemental combos. Have you hit the paywall? No. And from what I've read... You, people are saying you can get a good 50-odd hours gameplay out of it before you do. Okay, but there is one. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. 
obviously I assume some sort of resource or something at some point will buy your thing. But I'm not put off yet. Okay. I mean, especially if there's that much free to play yeah. fun to have out of it. And it, the gameplay's fun enough. Is the world a nice place to explore? Yes, it's very relaxing. Is there much to see off the beaten track? I haven't like done that much yet. I don't want to say because obviously it's a big world map and I haven't explored a huge amount of it. But these cities are more impressive than they were in Breath of the Wild. I mean, in that there weren't really any in Breath of the Wild. Unfortunately. <laughs> like, so there were towns, but they weren't cities. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like the first city you go to is quite impressive. Um, it's big. Um, and I'm surprised how much voice acted um, stuff there is in it. So, Good voice acting? Uh, I actually turned it, put it back into Chinese quite early on because you have a little, you know, like the uh, obligatory mascot character yes. you have in any oh, kind yeah. of like JRPG. Yep. And her voice was so irritating in, <laughs> in English. That, um, <laughs> anyway, the thing is as well, I've been playing like um, a lot of games. Obviously, I've played three Yakuza games this year and I've obviously kept them in Japanese. Mm. There aren't English dubs of um, like a lot of them. It would be weird if there were, yeah. I think. Uh, and I, kind of, I went to change this to Japanese. I finally thought, oh, actually, it's a Chinese-developed game and I put it into Chinese instead. But, Still works well. Yeah, and it, yeah, it sounds quite good. So works well. I'll have but, to give yeah, it a download I if it's for free. I highly recommend giving it a go. It's surprisingly impressive and full-featured for a free-to-play game. And yeah, that's like, oh, I haven't hit the table yet. I've played a few hours of it. And, I will uh, definitely yeah, do that. It's definitely worth a shot. It's. Hmm. I think you might like it more than Breath of the Wild because there's more to kind of do. Yeah, and I did. There's more progression systems and stuff. You always upset people when you say you don't really like something <laughs> that everyone loves. It's got you climb up everything like you can in Breath of the Wild to kind of like scale cliffs and that to explore. Uh, but it's kind of when you're just kind of running running around the world map, just looking at stuff. It's got that relaxing aspect that I really. That's why I really like Breath of the Wild. Just kind of walking around and looking at stuff, seeing what's over that next horizon sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's uh, not spooky, but no, scary. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'll be selling ten percent of myself to ten cent. <laughs> or you'll just be, you'll just be hooked, and you'll end up spending money every month. Oh, maybe that's how they keep get you on plugging the, away. They get you on the Chinese social credit system. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's played the game now. <laughs> I don't know. Have you have got any other stuff that we've watched or played? You want to mention? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Cool. I've done this bit. People might not even hear. I might cut it out, depending on how it works out. But I brought some stuff to show you. Oh yes, the uh, the mystery comic pile. Yeah, the little, little mystery like, comic pile. Out your it's probably about two percent of what I found. Okay. I found so much. Too much. Not two percent. Five percent. I'm going to count them when I get home, and I'll give you an accurate percentage. <laughs> but yeah, I brought some stuff around, and I, uh, when I went to America years and years ago, I bought. In comic, random little comic book shops in random little towns where people look at you weird for going in there. <laughs> uh, I bought like piles and piles of these comics for like a dollar each. Oh, these are the uh, the dollar bin. Some of them, yeah. But I uh, I brought some around because they look really interesting. I had to look up online. A couple of them are worth a few quid. Okay. By a few quid, I mean one of them in here is worth fifteen pounds. Okay, interesting. Yes. Not I'm, a lot. I'm intrigued to see what we've got here now. Okay. I should probably well, just establish for the record that I'm probably more like into comics yes, than no fame. Which is why I brought them, me. because yeah. you, you may be able to look at it and go, oh, that's the this issue or that issue and that. And obviously, because we're doing this in an audio format, I feel it might, because you haven't seen these, it might be fun to get your initial reaction. You can maybe like, <laughs> just tell me what you see and stuff. Now, the first one, I literally only brought round because it has a badass front cover. I've never heard of it before, but it is... Death's Head. Oh, mate. And Die Cut. Oh, that's what's, a Marvel UK. What's that? 
Death's Head is a bit of an unusual character. Basically, he was... It's almost like Deadpool, but long before Deadpool existed. Okay. This is Death's Head 2, technically, but um, he was a robot character that was introduced back when Marvel UK used to publish Transformers comic. Okay. But because he was an original character and they wanted to avoid him, the rights reverting to Hasbro or whoever owned the Transformers line at the time, um, they put him in other Marvel UK comics as a one-page backup strip uh, early on. Uh, and so then Marvel maintained the rights to him, and eventually he span off out of the Transformers series. He appeared in the Doctor Who comics, which Marvel also published in the Really? Year. Oh, yeah. yeah there's, a, <laughs> there's an issue where he meets the seventh Doctor at the time, so Mr. <laughs> McCoy, who shrinks him down from Transformers size to normal human size, and then dumps him in the Marvel Universe. Okay. And then he goes on to exist in the Marvel Universe, uh, and has crazy zany adventures like time-travelling through the Marvel Universe and stuff. And canonically, where is he now? Uh, he actually just had a series last year, actually. Um, okay. Uh, the writer Teeny Howard. Um, well, unfortunately, I don't have... That's a two-parter, I think. Okay. It's just this part two of something or whatever. Well, this is actually technically... This is Death's Heads 2. Right. It looks a lot different. Okay. Um, yeah, so he was basically... The first Death's Head got captured by AIM in... I think it was set in 2020, actually, or early 2020. Um, yeah, an AIM scientist in that year uh, who was working on the Minion Project... Uh, where basically she travelled through time and collected uh, like the minds of all the like most famous killers throughout history <laughs> and uh, tried to amalgamate them into one body, the minion, which was meant to be that creature, right, to make okay. the best assassin. <laughs> but when she got Death's Head's personality and put it in there, his personality uh, was too dominant and basically took over the whole uh, like machine and then become Death's Head too because his original body was destroyed. Well, that was a lot more than I thought I'd... That that was incredibly impressive. I really, actually, <laughs> I actually really like her. Okay. Like her death's head. Because I'm not going to lie, the only reason I grabbed it really was because it's got shiny writing on the front. I do, yeah, the old 90s uh, like foil. There's another one of those and then some, trust me. And this is also... Um, oh, look up. at the film, in the, the advert for the film in the inside cover, Meteor Man. And look at the cast. God, I don't, I don't even remember that. Oh, no, no, look at the cast. It's a specific kind of film. You're telling me that there was an all-black superhero film in 1993. <laughs> Apparently so. After everything that I had to listen to about the Black Panther film being the first one. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. We'll have to look it up after and see if it's a genuinely released oh, man. retail film. Right, it's some glorious, like, 90s style art. It's good. <laughs> the next one is is one that I, I'm, I actually genuinely quite excited about. Obviously, I know what this is. Okay. But, and this is this is issue number one as well, and this is the one that's fifteen pounds. This is a Ren and Stimpy comic okay. issue number one. Oh, was this um this by Dan Slot? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes it, it is. Yeah. God, encyclopedic knowledge, man. Yeah, well, this is uh, Dan Slot's actually quite a big uh, Marvel writer. I've heard it. I know. Yeah, I've been, heard in fact, before. I believe he wrote the Spider-Man game, the Spider-Man one. Okay. The Spider-Man game, the Spider-Man one. <laughs> the Sony one, even. The, the Spider-Man game, colon. The Spider-Man one. <laughs> Miles, Miles Morales presents Avengers, presents Spider-Man, <laughs> prevents Square Enix, presents Marvels, presents Spider-Man. Um, 
But I mean, I, I had a quick flick through it. It seems pretty interesting. Yeah, it's... he made his start on um, the Z at Marvel, and then obviously went on to actually writing like proper hero comics. Uh, he's had a massive role on Spider Man since then. He wrote the Avengers: The Initiative comic after Civil War. So it surprises right me then that not the TV writer has, has done it. Didn't I mean I'm pretty sure the creator of Ren and Stimpy, John Krasowski, Krasowski might be on here somewhere. I'm pretty sure he got cancelled. Fabian Nessieza edited this as well. That's pretty crazy. Again, it dates it because there's an advert on the inside cover for the classic Aladdin, Aladdin film. The yeah. non-live action Aladdin. Yeah, the, the, the only one. You know what, I've been reading be digital comics for so long now, it feels weird having like a physical like comic in my hand. Anyway, hello. Finger that, to no, no, so it's fine. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty. I'm probably not going to sell it, it's at least not yet. I'm yeah. keep hold of it. It's a number one. You don't really, I don't own many comics with number one written in. No, in the the fact, yeah, it's a this one, it's a little along the same vein, only probably not quite as interesting. Probably should have led with this one, really. But this, this one's a Cartoon Network Toonami one, okay, which again is a channel that doesn't exist anymore, which is why I thought it might be worth more. Okay, but. I forget because, um, DC do a lot with uh, Warner Brothers cartoon properties these days, yeah. Um, and I assume they have for a while because they're both owned by the same company. Oh, there's the loads of comic books based on like, yeah, I've well, did, uh, did a weird crossover series and... with uh, like Warner Brothers, like Looney Tunes crossing over with uh, DC characters. I don't know if you've seen any of them, no, I haven't. There's um, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Batman versus Elmer Fudd was one of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I can't remember what some of the other ones are. I was like Hong Kong Fury versus Black Lightning, I think, was one. That's an odd matchup. Yes, Wouldn't yeah. you do Hong Kong Fury versus like Black Shang Light- Chi or Iron Fist or something? Was it Black Lightning? It might not have been Black Lightning. It might have been someone. Oh, else. they're Marvel anyway. So yeah, it doesn't work. I can't remember who he was exactly. Surely uh, DC has got like a, a martial artist hero. I'm sure they have, but I couldn't name them. Me neither. Yeah. I'm not going to try. I don't think they've got as much of that kind of Orientalism, so to speak, in their um, like repertoire as Marvel has. Because Marvel, a lot of their stuff was based off of like 60s and 70s pulp stuff, as opposed to 30s and 40s. Okay. Uh, okay. So is this He-Man? Oh, it looks the Herculoids. The the what? What's a Herculoid? I don't know. I think I, I went to the doctor for every I one of them. I remember it being mentioned in something like uh, Family Guy. So it's probably an American cartoon that never made its way to the UK, or if it did, I never saw it. This <laughs> don't recognise any of the talent on this. <laughs> Is that the one with the slightly naff artwork? It's, it's very basic. Yeah, it's a bit tumblery. Yeah, yeah I think so. That's pro- probably it why. Does, it does its job for... Uh, a, a child, which is who it's for, right? A big advert for Tomba. Oh yeah, that's awesome. We t- we mentioned that the other day, didn't, yeah, the day, didn't we? Yeah, I told you it looked claymation. Eh? It does look claymation. It's claymation in that advert. I don't know if the game itself was. I have to look into that. I want to know how they made oh. it there. Whether they... Right, this next one smells amazing. It smells like an old bookcase. It's an older one as well. I, I should have just written the. De- you can tell it's older because the the paper is like paper. That's newsprint, yeah, as opposed to uh, modern like. Uh, I mean, no, that's not slick paper either. Uh, this, this one's the best one. So can't 1987. This one. This is newsprint, but it's like thicker newsprint. So this is 1987. This oh, one okay. is on a character a that year you after will, I was born. You will absolutely know. I brought it around because the front cover made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so we'll describe this. <laughs> this is an action comic, Superman and Mr. Miracle. Okay. 
But if you like Superman's making out with this woman, I don't oh, know. Any is that the, and in the background is Mr. Miracle, who looks like he's restrained. Is that the watching... infamous John Byrne issue where uh, he Superman and Big Barda get kidnapped and forced to shoot a pawn? I have no idea. It <laughs> says by that's, John that's, Byrne. Yeah, that's, that's pretty infamous. That but is, yeah, it's basically but... just Superman making out with a woman and was, a bloke okay. in the background going, Superman and my wife? I think, Question mark? I believe that this is... Uh... Smell it, smell it. Four. Yeah, it smells. It smells like an old bookcase. They get kidnapped by like some kind of super pornographer or something, I believe. Super pornographer? Advert for a Denny O'Neill Doc Savage series, which I wasn't aware actually existed, but I might look into that. There's a lot of these I brought round because they have shiny covers. It turns out I'm a little bit of a magpie and just like things because they're shiny. They're in not very good <laughs> condition, a lot of those uh, no, older ones. No, just what this bit was, uh, yeah, weird, like... Funky artwork, though. Old school. Was it Byrne that did the artwork? Yes. Story, pencils, figures and inks by John Byrne. This next one, at some point in its life, was sold individually for $4.60. Okay. I didn't buy it individually. I bought it as part of a pack. It's an Incredible Hulk one that, again, I brought round because it's... It says special 425th issue. It's <laughs> thicker than a normal one, and it's shiny, again. Is it's got a shiny cover. Ooh. Yeah. That's a cool cover, isn't it? A 90s cover. Proper holographic. Oh, it's holofoil. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Old school. I've got a mate. You haven't seen the best shiny one yet. I've, I'm saving the best shiny one till last. In fact, I'm going to put it on the floor because it's shiny and it, you notice how shiny it was. I wonder if the cover's on there because this is the same cover artist as that Death's Head issue. His yeah, signature's the same. I seem to have a lot of his content then, I guess. <laughs> I wonder, is this the Peter David era? Yeah, this is the Peter David, Gary Frank era. A piece of cardboard. Ah, that's a subscription thing. Should we send it off? Yeah, you see, this has got much more modern, slick, like... You wait till I, you, you see the next one I've got. It's much more... I think it's probably late 90s. <laughs> Indie car featuring Nigel Mansell for the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Not, 1993, this one I got in my hand. It's, it's older than I thought it was. Okay. But this one I brought because I've actually read it it was one of the few that I got out of the whole pile. I flipped through, I found one. Again, it's really thick. You'll feel it when you hold it. It's, it's a thick comic book. And it kind of tells a condensed story. A big problem with a lot of these is, is there a number four yeah. of 16 or, or something completely confusing. But this this is like a condensed story that proper dives in to Dr. Octopus oh, okay. as a villain. Like it, a lot of it is from his perspective. Spider-Man Unlimited. Okay. It's thick, isn't it? It's a big wad of a comic book. <laughs> the sensational return of Annex, the augmented man. <laughs> Have you heard of him before? No idea who that is. <laughs> but that's a good story, and it predominantly told from the point of view of Dr. Octopus, which is pretty interesting, Okay, I guess. I it is. Tom DeFalco and Ron Lim. Are they people who are reputable? Yeah, Ron Lim did, um, I believe, the original Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, whatever the first, the actual first series was, the comics. It's an interesting read. Right, this last one, I'm not quite sure you're ready for it. Right. Okay, do you want to put your sunglasses on or something? Oh, so, they're not in this room. Right, uh, but I literally brought this around for no other reason other than it's a badass cover. Are you ready? Look at that! Dang. What's that? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Ooh, it's a Valiant comic, but I don't... I've Psy Lords. Psy Lords. I don't think I've ever heard of... With one of the shiniest front covers. And if you open the front on its own, it's like silver. Yeah. It's like a foil, foil cover. Foil. 
presented in valiant vision. Yeah, that's why I brought it around. Presented in valiant vision, which I guess just means we put it on slightly thicker no, paper. I mean, valiant was the publisher that Jim Shooter founded in the early nineties, weren't it? After he got sacked as Marvel's editor in chief. Okay, I've got a few of those valiant comics knocking around. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where uh, Bloodshot comes from. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, we did film the other year, but um, they they went bust like mid to late nineties, I believe. Oh, Anthony Bedard. Okay. Bob Layton was editor in chief. But I mean, there's some vibrant colours on the front cover. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing cover. You I don't be- get. Like, I don't think many comics do that kind of stuff in all the old gimmicky covers. It's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, what, what did you think of my little... It's little quite an interesting and very interesting comic like, books. I was not expecting it to pull out an old death's head Martin <laughs> if I'm honest. Especially so what one. you're saying is, I shot my load too early. Yeah. I gave you the best one at the beginning. I, I kind of like the... the infamous Superman porno issue of action comics. That's I have no that. idea. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, I just find it... I read through it. I did read the I will do thing, after. But yeah, if you have a problem with our preach... I just find I it of... funny that it's basically just Superman... Getting off with some woman in front I of her I think, yeah, that's the whole plot. I believe some, like, mind-controlling villain, like, kidnaps both of them and, like, forces them to shoot a porn video. What? Basically cucks Mr. Miracle. Yeah, essentially. Wow. Mm. 1987 was right. yeah, No one could cuck uh, Mr. Miracle harder than uh, Tom King did with his series the other year. Oh. <laughs> Is he still a thing, Mr. Miracle? Yeah, 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 still going. Cool. What are those other two you got? They are the only... Uh, they seem, in comparison, a little bit more... Uh, but this one's Marvel Age. Okay. And it said something about that it's a newsletter. Yeah, thought, that was the... Um, I think they used to like sell it. It was just uh, basically before the age of the internet. Yeah. It was uh, yeah to keep people like informed what was going on, what series were coming up, stuff like that. I mean, this might be worth more technically than the... I've got a few of them Marvel Age ones as well. They might be worth more than the comics because people probably wouldn't have kept these. Hmm. I'll have a look. So a quick look, see what, what was coming out at the time this was published. <laughs> when was it published? Has it got a date? Mid-December 1983. Whoa, that's old. That's way older than any of the other ones I've got here. What was coming out? Oh, no, number 83, issue 83. It was published in mid-December 1989. Yeah, okay. So 31 years. That makes a bit more sense. Avengers West Coast. Everyone's favourite. New Mutants, there you go. I've got a load of them, by the way, West Coast Avengers. Oh, really? I've got a load of Alpha Flight. I've got a load oh, of... Oh, Canadian team. Um... Super something and there's something somethings. There's a lot of weird teams like that. <laughs> Apparently, Marvel were uh, publishing account Duckula tying comic during this. That's probably worth something if you can get your hands Inked on that. By, inked by Bill Sekovinovic for Sekovinovitz. Is he? Uh... He worked on Count Duckula. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you sound so shocked. There you go, Transformers by Simon Furman. That's where the that's where Death's Head came from. And this last one I brought, I can't imagine it's that interesting. In fact, I'm not too sure why I brought it, probably because it's a bit thicker again. It says double-sized milestone edition. Okay. This one is a Ghost Rider comic. Ah. I know you're partial to a bit of Ghost Rider. I do like a bit of I don't know which one it is, though. You have to find it. You probably know as soon as you see just, I don't know, I'm the I'm going to make a guess that it's not Robbie Rodriguez. Okay. Because these are like the new, new ones. Is it Classic Cage? Blaze? Whatever his name was? Uh, yeah, it's not Nicholas Cage. No, sorry. Nicholas Cage played Johnny Blaze. He did. He did. It's a terrible film. Why did anyone oh, watch it? This has got a foil cover, has it? Oh, no, it's just silver ink. Oh, boy. Made me all excited then. I thought it was going to be another foil cover. Howard Mackie era. Danny Ketch at this point. Danny, I know that name. Why do I know that name? It was the second one. Oh, that's gloriously 90s. Oh, what massive, massive guns. Yeah, the biggest guns, biceps you've ever seen. Like... <laughs> Very, uh, what's his name? I'm 
cardboard fold-out. Oh, a cardboard fold-out? Oh, oh what? what's that? That is amazing. What is that? Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that is uh, awesome. It folds out. It's like an old pop-out picture. Both breaks the panel and folds out. I mean, the only other time I've seen something like that was the Mark Miller and Steve McNiven. I didn't even look up how much Not that Steve McNiven, was Brian Hitcher. I might have to look up how much that one's worth as well. That is cool. What a mad little thing. Never seen that before. Just for anyone listening, there's like a fold-out three-page splash page, but where a gross rider breaks the panel and there's like a fold-out bit for the top of him. It's like one of the old pop-up books you used to get when you were a kid, only obviously a comic book. (laughs) It's using the format to its maximum potential. (laughs) I didn't even know that was a thing. You can tell the ones that I've put in a case because they're using these A4 ring binder co- uh, covers yeah, and the yeah. ones that are genuinely in a case, which are these ones. But, yeah, I'll put them all away in a minute. It's fine. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a cool little uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> trip through. Them. Yeah, uh, there's some unexpected things we found. I still like the Ren and Stimpy one, but then I've got a really big soft spot for Ren and Stimpy generally. Yeah, yeah. So, Join the Marvel Dream Team. or Is what? Brie Larson part of it? I don't understand. There's an advert for Mystic Quest on Super Nintendo. Yeah. The advert says brain transplant, thirty nine ninety nine. I don't get it. Is that part of the game? I don't know. Mystic Quest is just a. It was like a really basic Final Fantasy spin-off. Who knows? Basically, like um, Square didn't think that America's audiences would take to JRPGs, so they put out like a really basic version first. To see whether they could handle it. Oh, do you know The smell is amazing <laughs> on some of these comics. But yes, that's that. I'm glad I brought those in. The weird little mishmash of comics. Do you have anything else? No, I think I'm pretty much done. It was spooky. Spooky town. Yeah. The spookiest thing was seeing Superman cuck Mr. Miracle. Yeah. I can't not... I mean, I've seen, seen I've seen it before on the internet, just like shots. I'm not seeing. I never seen the issue in person. <laughs> yeah, it's a very bad issue with the, the spine's a bit broken, but yeah, but still, just you, for the sake of what happens in it, it's like <laughs> I'll read through uh, it at some John, point. John Byrne's a bit of an odd one. He's a great creator over the years, but he's got some weird opinions on things. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's also quite old, so he's allowed. Old, old people are allowed weird. Opinions. What age are you allowed to just think and do whatever you want? Because you get away with it under the guise of being old. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to at least retired, maybe. Ah, so it's not an A. It's more like how you are if you've retired. Because my dad retired when he was like late fifties. Does he care what anyone thinks? Nah. No. Yeah, there you go. Told him. But he's very opinionated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bless him. And maybe that's why he left work, so he can just say what he wants now. <laughs> he's no, not going to get, get cancelled anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. But thank you for listening to our spooky. Spooky thing. Only about half of it was even to, and even that, the stuff we did talk about. We'll try and make our next themed one more themed. Well, next time I'll play through Little Hope. So. Oh, I mean, like the next like public holiday. Oh, what, what is the next public Christmas? Christmas? No, no, we've got fireworks night. Is that a public it's holiday? Not a public holiday, it's a celebration, so we'll have to have a, a Guy Fawkes Look, theme. This is England, mate. We don't take time off for fireworks. We should watch the, we should watch the, uh, the terrible FIFA Vendetta adaptation again. I don't really ever want to watch that again. Have you ever read the comic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like another layer of why I don't really ever want to watch the film ever again. Mm. Yeah. No, I've uh, I've not seen it in a long time. I remember. It, That's I remember, Wachowski, isn't it? I couldn't say. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 
It would make sense. What was that an analogy for? They're going to decide 20 years later. <laughs> cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. In the spooky of times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Halloween ramble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll now close the lids on our coffin and go back into hibernation until next week. Yes. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing that into the intro of every single cast we do. Ah. Uh.